Welkom bij Nieuw Vida Radio, een podcast over kunst, kunstenaars en soep. Vanuit huis maken we deze podcast samen met mensen uit het netwerk van Nieuwe Vida, omdat we ook in deze tijd graag willen laten zien wat we allemaal doen en met wie we samenwerken. In deze aflevering praat ik met Stormvogel en Tamama Sam, twee deelnemers van Nieuwe Vida Cineclub. Cineclub is een doorlopend programma waarin een groep van tien deelnemers elke maand bij elkaar komt om films te kijken, teksten te bespreken en ook zelf een filmwerk te produceren. Cineclub wordt gecoördineerd door Bernardo Zanotta en Nia Constantinova. Omdat de workshop van Cineclub in het Engels gegeven worden, is deze aflevering ook in het Engels. So, welcome both. Thank you. Nice to have you here. So before we start, can I ask you quickly to just introduce yourselves, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do in your daily life. Uh, Tamam, can we start with you? Yes. Uh, so my name is Tamam. Um, I originally come from Syria and I've been living in the Netherlands for five years. Now I am studying in art science in the Kabika in The Hague in my second year. And yeah, I mean, my daily life, I mean, is constrained <laughs> by Corona regulations nowadays. And um, yeah, my practice is still unfolding, also my artistic practice. We can talk about, I think, that later on also throughout uh, the talk. And Storm, how about you? Yeah, hi, <laughs> I'm Storm. Um, my pronouns are they, them. Um, I I um I graduated from theater school in August last year during Corona, and yeah. So before COVID, I I worked mostly as a maker of performances with kids, um, of about like ten to fifteen years old, and I also worked for the the, <laughs> the only intersectional real left party of the Netherlands, um, uh, political party, and that is uh, by AIM. Uh, I worked in a team of uh, Sylvana Simons, who has one seat in the city council of Amsterdam. And what I do now is I, I mostly uh, write and mostly science fiction or speculative fiction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can talk about more later. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> cool, super nice. So as I mentioned uh, in the introduction. Uh, you're both taking part in uh, in Cine Club. Could you talk a little bit about what you do there and why you applied for it in the first place? In Cine Club, we technically um, delve into um, some film and theory material. So we watch some films um, made by artists and also alongside reading some uh, texts. And the, the the theme of this year was Queer Diaspora. And I think that was also like the main reason for me why I applied for this year's program, because I think the um, the two figures of the the queer and the diasporic were at that kind of at that time very interesting for me. The way that they intersect, um, the relation um, to movement and circulation, I think, was particularly interesting for me, and specifically also that I um, know that the figure of the queer has been like in the last couple of years or the last years kind of globe like uh sort of globalized or like uh made sort of like a western emblem and i think uh the the the, the diasporic kind of situates it a little bit uh in the local and i think this kind of tension in between the local and the global was 
was at the center of such theme of the queer diaspora. And, and that was particularly interesting for me to see how would that kind of unfold in a kind of film and cinema practice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting, Tamam. Um, I think I come from it uh, from a little bit of a uh, maybe different perspective. Um, I have always, I've always, I, since I sort of came out as, as trans and non-binary, since I realized that I'm, I'm that, <laughs> I am that, I, um, I've just been fascinated with, with what does queer actually mean and how, how can we think about that? And also, um, with sort of the origins of this, this, uh, gender binary that I, I think is not real in the sense that it is, it is a, a construct. Um, and I think it's really, yeah, I've been looking for ways to find out more, like, why is that so important? How did it come? How did it, um, sorry, my English is not so good. I'm like when I'm talking spontaneously. Uh, no worries. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to find out more, like, could we get rid of this gender binary? Where does it come from? And I think, yeah, thinking thinking about these things from a queer perspective of course is very interesting and then the diasporic i think is also bringing yeah, interesting perspectives on that so yeah maybe i i applied because i i want to sort of break the gender binary and in order to do that i want to know yeah how <laughs> and um yeah and of course i applied because it's it's filmmaking and I, I really was very excited about that because I've just been wanting to learn how to make a film since forever. And um, I think Cine Club is, is like the perfect combination of great content matter and then learning also a new medium. Nice. Well, I mean, it's interesting to hear that uh, that your motivations for applying also were, uh, were different, but that's good because, I mean, uh, I think what's interesting about Cine Club is that it does bring together so many different people uh, really with a shared interest in the topic and in filmmaking if i were to like go to a meeting uh what would that look like what do you guys do when you meet and now of course you're meeting digitally unfortunately yeah yeah unfortunately yeah well, well we before we meet we already like watch um, films and uh, read texts that may, maybe the artist recommends or or it's Bernardo. And, uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, we read the text, we watch the films, and then when we meet, uh, we often also have artists present who can discuss with us what we read and what we saw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it was, it was unfortunate that we had to, uh, to do it online because actually I remember the first time that we met, it was the only physical time and everybody was like super hyped and excited about, uh, being together you know it's like i think um also the value of 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 being like able to to uh meeting group to to have a collective kind of act was suspended and that was really unfortunate because then the like the subsequent meetings were just kind of digital um which of course takes away some some value of actually being together with uh, with the people uh, but i think uh, nonetheless we managed to 
to at least share some like kind of uh, collective space, which I think is uh, is always good. And also like, yeah, like it involved a lot of sort of also discussions. And I think uh, it involved uh, seeing our practices or like our interests kind of develop throughout the course of the the workshops, which was interesting. Also, that comes alongside like the readings and the lecturers and the materials that we, the external material that we also uh, watch or read. Yeah. So as part of the, the workshops, you're not just discussing things, you're also working on your own projects, right? So you're exactly. trying to develop mm. something of your own. Can you already give us a tiny little taste of what you're working on. Of course, we're going to see the final projects later this year, but uh, I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on a, a video performance, I guess, and it's it's going to be a, a, yeah, a mythical creature. <laughs> and uh, it's like a creature that has been around for a long time, and at the same time, it is from the future. They're not really bound to our ideas of time. And and also, um, yeah, for this creature, I'm building a suit or making a, making a suit. It takes a long time to make because I, I don't have a mannequin and I have to borrow a mannequin. And it was just very, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sorry, it's not interesting. Um, so, yeah, I'm making a suit. <laughs> and I'm going to cover the suit in these little mirrors that, um, that you you know, that you can use to make um, mosaic. And so when the light waves hit the creature, they reflect them back like sort of laser. And then this reflection makes their own light again. It's like a disco kind of moon, I guess. Um, and I'm going to film the creature's appearance and, and a, a dance in, um, in the Dutch boulder. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in this super, super man-made, straight and rational, like, but also sort of futuristic landscape. I can totally see that that land needs a non-binary cyborg creature from the future past or something. Always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's sort of like, and then I'm going to narrate, like I'm going to use my skills in writing and performance and like my newfound hopefully skill in video <laughs> uh, to combine this and um yeah what i what i was looking for actually with this creature is that i was looking for a um, um, a sort of idea of family that i i sort of miss because i i don't feel very represented around me like as a non-binary person i don't I wonder where my family is, sort of. Um, and I've, 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 I've just for a while now. I've been looking for this sort of feeling that I'm not alone. And also, what happened to, you know, all the non-binary people who were there before me? Uh, also, here in the Netherlands, we must have been there. <laughs> um, yeah, sort of. So it's like also a way to sort of connect with that. Yeah, interesting. So it's really also a lot of different elements coming together. Yeah. It's really also, on the one hand, sort of an exploration of, of the topic and what it means to you personally. But on the other hand, also kind of a material experiment. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah. What I really like is that 
you know, I'm I'm not an academic. I'm really I'm just you know I'm just <laughs> sort of an artist. And I, I I yeah, this whole project is very interesting for me because I uh, I never really come at it from this sort of research like academic kind of thinking way. And I just also I really want what I make to because I used to work with kids a lot. You know, so I'm used to making art that is somehow also very accessible in a way, like accessible in the sense of that, you know, you don't need a text to understand that there's something going on. And I think it's interesting to sort of find a, a way to, you know, have this creature be there, have this film be there, and that you don't really need to read uh, all kinds of background around it to to have an experience with it so i really like sort of the physicality of it yeah that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> uh yeah but it, yeah at the end i of think the day, it's, it's, it's just a person in a suit covered in mirrors doing a, a a very cool beautiful dance of course but yeah you know which is already a thing in itself yes and i think it's definitely interesting also to explore what it means to have an artwork indeed like you say more quote-unquote accessible or how important it is to know a lot about something or to understand it uh, or to know what the person is coming from uh, instead of just having the experience of it and maybe feeling it and understanding it in that way yeah I mean I'm uh, I'm intrigued so I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing that hopefully later this year yeah, me too. Um, how about you, Tamam? Can you tell us a little bit about what you've been working yeah. on? Yeah, I also like I say, I'm looking forward to Storm's, Storm's work, and uh, yeah, I also have to say about like, uh, like I think like uh, always the position of the queer within the academies has like a kind of a destabilizing effect, and um, and it's always like almost at the edge of academy, and I think that was almost always like kind of of value for me to to be like within the academy but sort of like also not really and that was always like my position and how I see it um, um my work also like mostly like my practice revolves around archives and sort of media archaeology like the circulation of images mostly on the internet um and but but in direct relation to like the politics of such circulation of images um, and it's 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 direct relation to the body. So the project that I'm working on for this um, program was like a, an amateur pornographic archive from the Middle East. And um, this kind of, yeah, I will try to keep it really short. <laughs> uh, but um, this kind of practice of amateur archiving emerged, I would say, in the last 30 years, where uh, a person would save videos on a hard drive and then they would make sure that it exists as links on, on the internet. So it's kind of a completely non-institutional um, practice of archiving. Specifically this work, uh, because it deals with a pornographic amateur archive, so it's just like a, a v video circulating of women uh, of, with no consent, of course, um, and the, from the area of the Middle East, um, mostly saved by men on like a hard drive, and then uh, they continue to circulate actually on, on the web. So I found one of these amateur archives and um, my work was also like dealing with this kind of tension in between the need to, to destroy such material because it, it like the image directly participates in the violence 
which is also a bodily violence, actually. Um, but at the same time, uh, feeling the, the, the urgency to actually uh, preserve like testimony, uh, testimonial material of the violence that happened and still happens through these images. So I think this tension between kind of destroying, but at the same time, the need to preserve uh, was kind of like the main um, element that I'm, or strategy that I was like kind of using in my work. So it's going to be mostly in, in the cinema space, I would say. So it's like a form of a documentary with a live performance. I mean, uh, uh, for me, it's really interesting to hear because I, I didn't know what both of you have been working on. And it's interesting to hear that also from this, uh, so many different types of projects are developing also, not just in terms of subject matter, but also in terms of how you approach it and what you want to research, um, which I think is really nice uh, because it's quite really open i think to uh to the different people and what they uh, what they want to do uh i can imagine uh, your peers in the club uh, are having lots of different projects that they're preparing for what's that what's that like to also see everyone sort of i want to call it journey that sounds maybe a bit poetic but uh <laughs> to see everyone sort of developing their project over these months uh do you get to see what you've been working on do you comment on it or how does it work yeah definitely uh we present to each other what we're gonna what we're planning to do or what we're working on and um there's people who do um who do more like conserv conservatorship um <laughs> But they're going to organize a talk with some artists that they that inspire them. It's going to be more like a journalistic kind of approach. There's going to be films. I think it's, this is very different kinds of things, and it's really interesting and very inspiring to see what everybody comes up with. Yeah, I think because also the people are like from very different disciplines, um, and not not all like necessarily in the arts, like also like from social and political sciences. And I think that the coming together of people from different disciplines also open up a space where you really kind of, um, yeah, do not constrain yourself in, in a certain kind of uh, assumptions or um, expectations of the, of the art object or something like that, or even the film in itself, because I think it is interesting to also open up like the, um, the documentary or like the cinema space. And for me also personally, I'm interested not in approaching such materials as like kind of like um as this as as like this ultimate because we are dealing with we are very used to kind of dealing with the documentary as a documentary and with the cinema space as a cinema space and i think um there's also a quality when you kind of uh open up such spaces and uh bring something different in them no that's i think it's really cool with the mom's project that that he's gonna also do a live performance which I'm not going to talk too much about because I, first of all, don't know everything. And second of all, it's not my place, but um, I think it's really nice. Uh, yeah. So I was wondering, uh, also, you mentioned it already that you had a few um, artists join and a few guest lectures uh, from people who are also filmmakers, um, artists. Uh, what did you think of this experience? Like, did this help you also with your own projects? And uh, what was it like to hear about their practice? Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, I think it's 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 very much of value to have uh, people that also like have been doing projects for or like have been having an artistic practice for a, for a long time. That you also learn how 
you learn a lot from their experience and what they went through. And I think we had the first kind of lecture was Sarah Zandier, a filmmaker. And she also like, um, I think we talked about the struggles sometimes that you go through in putting the art kind of project within institutional spaces like the like the museum or like um, other spaces and then there's always kind of a negotiation in between the 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 personal project as like a kind of an artist project and the space that you put in it and i think um these things for me like i've have zero experience i don't have a lot of experience in that and and you learn a lot from how much how much you can negotiate but also how much kind of like not to go through this complete assimilation of your work into whatever the institution or the space kind of like uh, wants. So there's always this kind of tension in between. Um, so I think, yeah, that, that, that's something that you really learn from, from people who have like this type of experience. Yeah, I agree. I agree very much because also like navigating this sort of art world, <laughs> which is a specific, uh, in my case, a theater theater world is, of course, a, is kind of a, is like a different world. <laughs> and um, it's really nice to see, to hear Zara talk about how she did that. Like, for instance, as she said, she only chooses nice people to work with, which is sounds a bit, maybe a bit weird, but... That's a very good philosophy. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it's really like it's very because you need to have this sort of safe space with the people that you work with, and yeah, I think mm, for me personally, I I think it's sometimes very difficult to work in in a in a sector where you know being non-binary and trans is is over is like not so well known and also not really like. Yeah, people don't really make space for it. Um, so that was also why I was like getting out of that out of that scene a little bit. But now, yeah, this, so it was very inspiring to see that people can just you know create their own uh, places to work and with the people that they want to do it with. Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, the statement of only working with the nice people. I think that's a <laughs> That's the way forward. <laughs> yeah, but it's. Uh, I think it's really uh, interesting that also getting perspectives from people who've been doing this work for, for a long time uh, and see what that can bring to the group. Of course, also uh, credits to uh, Bernardo and Nia. They're contacting and finding these really interesting, uh, really interesting artists that uh, that are joining. Is there anything you're still hoping to learn or to do in the next few months as you're working towards your uh, your final presentations? Are you looking forward to anything or uh, expecting anything? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really um, looking forward to um, um, Banana and Nia. They um, arranged for uh, th those of us who wanted it to do um, a workshop in learning how to um, make uh, 16 millimeter films. And then um, they do that in, a, in sort of the basement of, uh, what is it? Yeah, this building called Worm um, in, in Rotterdam. Worm, I think, and, right? Yeah. Yeah, Worm. And uh, they're, yeah, they're going to learn how to shoot uh, with these cameras and then also develop the film and digitalize it. So it's, it's going to be really cool. So I look forward to that. 
and hopefully it will go continue to or it will not you know corona will not ruin this for us too and um yeah what i hope is that you know i'm going to make a cool film and that my suit is not going to be too heavy with kilos of mirrors on it and <laughs> and a lot of fears but I, but I love that i can you know just try this these kinds of things here also and i really look forward to seeing everybody in in real life and uh, spending time together and eating and you know feeling like a group in that way so yeah, I think the actually meeting in physical is already something that I'm super excited about because after this physical deprivation, uh, like we met only physical the first time and it's going to be in the less preparation times. And I'm really curious to see how like these projects are going to like also like look like physically, like in, in real space, including also my own project because we still haven't kind of like put it in, in, in space and then... You see a lot of like I mean that completely transforms into something else and and that's always something that is also fascinating when you just like take your project that you have been working on not necessarily like in a physical space and then put it in space and then see how kind of it it, it completely transforms. That's also something that I really look forward in all the projects. Yeah, it's definitely always the most scary moment but also the most interesting moment when you're uh putting something in a space when i'm organizing like an exhibition or an event uh it's always like i lose sleep over it but it's also the most exciting moment when you really see is this going to come together and what's it going to look like a space is so it, it determines a lot of what the final work is going to look of like course, yeah yeah i mean i i definitely uh also agree with with your uh, saying that you're really looking forward to coming together again and uh, eating together and just sharing time together. Um, I think that's what we're all looking forward to. Um, and I really hope I uh, I get to meet all of you, which I'm really looking forward to. And I hope you finally get to taste our famous uh, new Vita cooking, because <laughs> that's something that we always yeah. like to share with people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> normally uh we uh we eat soup every week together which we haven't been able to do uh for this past year which we all really miss because uh i certainly do uh, my intake of soup has dramatically gone down uh, in the past year so uh hopefully uh when you all get here at some point uh we get to share uh we get to share that with you i'm looking forward to that i guess related to that is the final question we ask uh, all our guests which is, uh, uh, do you have a favorite soup? Which I think is very important to know. Yeah, it's a very difficult question. I think soup is like every person in your life has a different soup, or not every, unfortunately, but a lot of, like, I remember my grandfather's kippa soup, like chicken soup. I don't, I haven't eaten meat in like 25 years, but I still really remember this taste. And then, I don't know, my ex and my great friend Lisa's pumpkin soup with chili and lemongrass. I don't know. There's just so many kinds of soup. It's basically about who you eat it with, <laughs> I think. And I really like it when people cook for me. So <laughs> you're listening and you're like, I have a meat soup. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to agree about, about the part of uh, people cooking for you because I think that's always 
when you get the best food. <laughs> like, <laughs> it always like has a different taste than what you like know that you normally cook. And yeah, and, and soups, I think, because you just mix all the tastes in one kind of uh, fluid thingy. So you just like, it's very particular. It's like not, it's like every person makes it in their own kind of like specific taste. I think, I, I mean, I like lentil soup. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like soup in general. Good. That's a, that's a good fit then, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I agree, uh, like you're saying, it depends a lot uh, who you're eating it with and also your own mood, I think. Uh, in winter, you're definitely feeling the need for more comfort soups. Uh, and in summer, something, uh, something light. But, uh, I hope... Um, I get to meet both of you very soon at New Vida. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing your final projects uh, and what you've been working on. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your experience with us. And uh, I recommend everyone to uh, keep an eye on uh, New Vida to see when uh, the final projects are going to be presented uh, to the public. So, uh, yeah, thank you both. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much and looking forward. Dit was het weer voor deze aflevering van Nieuwe Vida Radio. Houd onze website en social media in de gaten voor nieuwe afleveringen en voor meer informatie over de afsluitende livestream en tentoonstelling van Cineclub. Met veel dank aan onze gasten. Deze podcast wordt gemaakt door het team van Nieuwe Vida. De presentatie is in handen van Lisbeth Vizé, curator Anitje Veenstra, projectcoördinator. Sietke Roorda is medewerker communicatie en editor van deze podcast. Saskia Burggraaf is medewerker communicatie en vormgeving. En Wil Maris voor de administratie en beheer. En met veel dank aan Mensen Schik voor onze jingle. Tot de volgende keer.